Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, May 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the UST postmortem plus the future of White Whale. Let's take a listen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the White Whale Community Call. Thank you all for joining us. We have a lot to discuss this week. Obviously, it's been a historic and very unfortunate week for the Terra blockchain. Um, we'd ask you please to um, keep all your requests and questions till the end of the call um our our plan here today is to one um we want to assess and go over what we saw happen um during the crisis during the peg crisis during the crash um we believe we have a unique perspective as we were on the front lines um trying to protect the peg so we want to give you our insights um, you know, and there's certainly not, obviously there's a lot that can be said and a lot of analysis that can be done in regards to what happened, um, to Tara and to the peg <clears throat> last week. Um, you know, so it certainly won't be comprehensive, but we will share the things that we saw while we were, you know, just from our, from our point of view and from our perspective. Um, and then we want to go over our, um, you know, where, where we're at right now and what our plans are moving forward at least as much as as much as we know a lot of it is still being decided and up in the air um we know that we aren't done we aren't finished um you know and we have several options moving forward but we wanted to um give our community an update on what what it looks like what the current landscape looks like and where we stand currently um i have sencom here as well um, and he he can address um, some of the more technical aspects of of last week and those types of questions. But let's get right into it. OK, um, so first things first. Right. What <clears throat> obviously it was a it was a very unfortunate week. Um, the ship the ship went under the city was nuked. Right. Our empire was destroyed. Um, you know, white whale. Personally, our our team um, and our community, um, we're very proud of the way we handled the crisis. Both the team and and our community and our investors, um, you know, there there was no there was no run on whale. There there wasn't, um, you know, and till till the end, we still have nine million, well, nine million UST worth of liquidity. Um, you know, up there, anybody had enough time to exit. There wasn't any rush to exit. You could still exit now. Um, you know, many of our depositors stayed with us until the end. Um, you know, our, our, our bots um, kept running until the very end. <clears throat> Right. And it, that wasn't easy, guys. You know, in in the heat of this whole crisis, 
Um, there was network con congestion. There was bugs. There was node and infrastructure issues. Um, you know, not to mention the, the panic in the streets. Right? It was um, it was very hectic <clears throat> behind the scenes. Um, so I think our team. <clears throat> did a great job during it and our community did as well um hanging in there and um i think we can we can hold our heads up high right for um for how we handled ourselves um not once did we break the safe open on our treasury right and and sort of head for the hills and cash it out we didn't want to even in the crisis and even as the ship was seeking sinking we did not um you know want to violate the trust of our community um, you know, we, we didn't dump into our own liquidity pool, you know, like these, these are the kinds of things that, um, to be frank, other projects did right in the, in the midst of the mayhem. Um, we, we did not do any of that stuff, right? We made sure that our retail investors had plenty of time to exit, had plenty of liquidity, right. And, and could make their own decisions. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we felt like that was, we felt like that was important right so that being said what what happened right what happened to the peg um the, you know there there has to be some sort of post-mortems there's got to be some sort of analysis right and and um these things just need to be talked about right so we have a, a few a few factors that um that we want to highlight and um you know just just to kind of get the discussion going and not just for here but just the general discussion uh, among Terra investors, among lunatics. <clears throat> but I think number one, the first point is that the explosive growth and prol proliferation of UST, um, it made the peg vulnerable in several different locations simultaneously, right? Several different places simultaneously had pegs that needed to be kept, right? So what we saw happen was, um, you know, it, it, the, the peg got attacked on ETH on the curve pool, Right. But then you also have Binance, you have KuCoin, you have all these sexes, um, you know. So by the time the on-chain peg broke, um, in a lot of ways, it was already too late. Right. In a lot of ways, it was just already too late. And there was already there was already panic in the streets. Right. But because of the rapid proliferation and expansion of UST into all these different venues, um, each one of those everywhere that it had liquidity. <laughs> Excuse me. Everywhere that it had liquidity, it it needed to be protected. The peg needed to be protected. Um, and obviously, as we said before, as far as we're concerned, we're a DeFi protocol, right? We we don't have a Binance account, right? We we can't really, um, you know. And we're not we're not cross chain. We're not on Ethereum, right? The only place we had the capacity to protect the peg was on chain, right? Um, and really, that's the heart. That's the heart of the peg. But because it was vulnerable in all these other places. Um, you know, the the more places it went off peg, the more panic ensued and, and sort of the death spiral grew, right? Um, I will say, guys, I, I will say this, that if you have been a, a whale holder and if you've been an active community member and, um, you know, if you've been on these calls or if you've heard me in the past, we have been saying, I have been saying for months that um ust is susceptible to uh, a malicious attack right and we have to prepare we have to be on guard for intentional attacks against the peg somebody's going to try to topple this thing eventually 
right um and i think that's I, I think that's what happened i think it's unfortunate now that that being said right we were already standing right next to a cliff okay um somebody may have pushed us off but we we were already standing right next to the cliff and it, all, all it took was a nudge um however we did you know we we foresaw this the ethos of white whale to protect the peg was to try um to build something that would empower the community um to protect against this very thing against some something you know ju just like this right and unfortunately we, we couldn't it was too little too late um you know but um but we tried you know we we tried in the end we were uh you know a 20 million dollar protocol trying to protect 20 billion dollars worth of liquidity and we were just one sort of soldier on the wall um you know and this this whole thing was a lot bigger and had much more velocity and force than any of us expected um but you know that's that's what it is um all right the the, the main issue that i wanted to bring up as far as the peg goes okay um and this is the real the issue that really tied our hands in the crisis right so the parameters and and when i say parameters the the daily mint burn limits of luna okay set by um you know set by governance they basically made it impossible to um to arb the peg arb ust back to peg um because of the spread right and the spread is so if you don't understand what the spread is the spread is basically a tax that's imposed on the market, the minting and the burning. So there are these limits on, on how much Luna you can mint per day, right? And the limit was 200 million um, UST worth of Luna per day, okay? And, uh, you know, I think we need to have broader conversations. And, you know, these are really questions for TFL and Doe to answer as far as why these limits were in place okay and i do understand like i've i've heard them talk about it and i do understand why they were in place basically they put limits on um to prevent a complete blowout and minting of of luna um to you know in 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 drawdowns and in crash scenarios where you can't just mint a trillion luna all at once right to get ust back to peg they tried to stagger it and put daily limits on it so so hopefully um you know the panic would subdue and then um ust would be able to correct itself basically they tried to put a governor on it you know essentially but in this case it, it did not work you know it didn't work the panic overrode the parameters um but essentially there's these limits okay so there's limits on how much luna could be minted every day right and when in order to enforce that there's this thing called the spread so basically they tax the more luna that's minted and um uh, in the in the daily limit the more that it gets taxed so above the daily limit the more that it gets taxed um so now you have to pay a tax to mint and burn okay so this is what was happening during the crisis so people were asking us why aren't you arbing it why aren't you arbing it back to peg indeed we had you know we had 20 million um ust in our vault or whatever um that that was there ready to arb it back to peg however we could not arb usc back to a dollar because of the spread so the only thing we could do is we could arb it back to the spread we could arb it back to a dollar minus the spread minus the tax right because our bots are are programmed to where they can only are profitably 
right? The, they, our bots cannot execute a trade that is unprofitable, right? So if we have to pay a tax for every ARB trade, then that needs, that comes out of the profitability of the trade. So we could only, so if the, the you know, if the spread was 30 cents, right, then we could only ARB UST back to a dollar minus 30 cents or 70 cents. And that's what we received. So, so then if you had, if the UST price went to 65 cents, we could ARB it back to 70 cents, but we could only ARB it back to where the spread allowed us to. Okay. Um, so this, this really tied our hands, um, during the crisis, right? It, it, it just, it just did. And, it, you know, personally, like I, I personally believe that decentralized money is a vision, um, that's, that's worth not giving up on, right? Even after this, I, I equate this to, um, what happened? I equate it to like a SpaceX rocket exploding, right? When Elon Musk, uh, when they interview him after a rocket explodes and it costs like $250 million, right? Um, it, you know, when they ask him what, what happened, he's like, well, we learned a lot, right? We learned what not to do for next time, you know, and, and that's what it is. And, you know, I'm not belittling all the, all the people that have been hurt. I, you know, I personally have been hurt. Most of our team lost most of our personal wealth, um, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and then this isn't to belittle that, right? What I'm saying is that decentralized money is important and it's not worth giving up on. And I think eventually um, somebody needs to try it again, right? Somebody needs to try to, to re-engineer decentralized currency. Um, and when that happens, um, this really needs to be examined, right? The, um, the, the parameters, the burn limits, um, that whole mechanism needs to be um, you know, needs to be examined. It, it basically didn't do what it was supposed to do. It, it didn't work the way it was supposed to work. Now, granted, um, nobody expected the force and the velocity of, of this crash, but that was the point that, that the UST was engineered um, to be able to withstand these kinds of things. Um, and, and it didn't, right? It was, it, it was flawed. You know, that that's what it is. So, you know, I said all that to say, um that what one of the things that we learned right one of one of the things that we learned during this um and and i hate to say it this way but i just will um is that peg, peg arb was a meme um you know I, I i that's the only way i know how to say it it turns out that that arbing ust back to peg was was a meme um you know and we we saw that you know our our peg bots um they they were not active you know, they, they were not active, like in stable markets. And by the time the market was unstable enough that UST lost peg, um, it, it was already too, too late in a lot of ways. So this whole sort of narrative that anybody can, can arm UST back to peg and that's how it works. Um, it just wasn't true. It, 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 it just was. And I don't think that was intentional. I don't think it was malicious. Um, but it, but it, you know, from our perspective, um, peg arb was mean you know, in, in this, with, in this design and, in, and in, in this situation. Right. So, um, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's, that's just, that's how I would best explain it. Right. So, you know, then, then there's a lot of other things that we could talk about, you know, the, the 19.5% APY on anchor that was unsustainable. The community was trying to fix it, but that, you know, that made us grow way too fast and sort of inflated the bubble. Um, 
right and and we we recognized it the community recognized it but you know we and and we're trying to fix it it turned out it was too little too late um you know then then tara had a lot of enemies too right tara had a lot of enemies and half of crypto twitter once once Tara was down half of crypto twitter was all too eager um you know to to jump on like vultures to short it to spread the panic from their twitter accounts right and um you know to sort of to sort of finish it off right so uh like i said there were a lot of things at play a lot of elements at play but those are those are some of the insights um that that we gained from you know just just and we observed from the crisis so um okay and we'll be happy to, to, to discuss that further take questions on it whatever um i do want to talk about what's next for white whale right um so you know we have been active in the rebuilder discussions regarding the launch of terra 2.0 um we are also meeting with other chains other teams especially in the ibc and the cosmos cosmos ecosystem um we personally have we have a new vision and a new model obviously you know at the core at our ethos was protecting the peg um and obviously that's the, the peg is moot right that is that is no longer relevant um you know so we do have a new model and a new vision it was always in our roadmap um to do cross-chain arbitrage throughout the ibc right this was always part of our roadmap this was always in our plan this crisis if anything has just accelerated that so um imagine depositing you know into our vault on any chain whether it be terra 2.0 or juno um, you know, or any chain that we're deployed on, and it is arbing. Your your funds are arbing every dex right um, on the IBC. So Osmosis and the um, the chain on Juno, and or the dex on Juno, the dex on on Terra, um, in the background seamlessly without you even have to knowing know any about it or do anything about it. You're just depositing on our chain on our in our vault, and it's arbing. Um, in the backgrounds all of these all of these different chains and all of these different taxes right um we are you know so so that has become our central point right is cross-chain arbitrage it's sort of our new our new vision and our new um threshold right is is cross-chain arbitrage across the ibc um with a focus on flash loans you know our flash loans are very powerful um and they will be very powerful throughout the ibc so it, you know um, not only was the peg the, the issue with the peg exposed, but this this whole crisis is an opportunity for us to evaluate what was working and not working with white whale, um, and kind of retool and reboot ourselves, right, and reinvent ourselves, right. And there were other things that were broken with our protocol too, just to be frank, right. So, we when as we're rebuilding. Um, we're going to focus on cross-chain arbitrage, but we're also going to focus on flash loans and basically providing um, devs and community members the tools to arbitrage themselves and to run their own R bots, right? So it's just a matter of, it would be just a matter of connecting to our contracts. We're providing the infrastructure, we're providing the, the contracts and the inroads to all of the DEXs across the IBC. Um, and devs can just connect their R bot to our to our contracts, um, use our flash loans, leverage our flash loans, um, and and arb whatever they want, right? Or do whatever they want with the flash loans, do self liquidations, and build different applications 
um, utilizing our flash loans, right? But this this approach is less reliant on our own in-house internal arbitrage bots, right? Which we had trouble with, right? We built fantastic industrial grade bots, um, but you know, Ontario, we were still getting beat a lot of the times. Um, so that that brings up problems. One, it's centralized. We're running bots our, on our own servers, right? That's one thing. And two, even if we were the top dog, even if we were the fastest bots in the West, um, the second somebody builds a faster one than us, then our you know if that's if our protocol was relying on having the fastest bot, then we're then we would be done, right? So um, so this is a more decentralized approach where we're basically providing the infrastructure, the contracts, and the tools for anybody to be able to arbitrage um, the entire IBC, right? Um, and use leverage our flash loans to do whatever kind of automated trading and, and um, things that they want with it, right? So that's, that's gonna be our vision, okay? As far as the next steps are concerned, right? Um, that's not as clear. Okay, it's just not. So, like I said, we are continuing to um, to participate in the discussions um, regarding regarding Terra 2.0, and that sort of landscape is always changing. Right, Doe just put out an amendment today to the current proposal. Um, you know, so we're we're watching to see how how that all shakes out. We're also watching to see um, what the other builders do. Right, what the other projects and teams decide to do, um, whether they decide to redeploy on Terra and rebuild on Terra or, or they go elsewhere, um, you know, a lot of this is still up in the air at the moment, right? A lot of it is. So um, so we're waiting until we have clarity um, to decide whether or not we're, we're fully committing to rebuilding on Terra 2.0 or we're going to migrate to some other chain, um, you know, or, or something like that. Right. Um, but we do know where, where we're headed. We do have a vision. We do have a game plan. Um, we are going to be on on the IBC on a Cosmos chain and we're going after cross chain arbitrage. Right. So the exact steps um, aren't clear, but where where we are headed um, is if that if that makes sense. Right. Um, I do want to point out that we do. So just just our current state. Um, so, so everybody is clear and you guys are aware, we were able um, to get some of our development assets off chain um, before everything went totally under. So we were able to salvage some of our dev funds. We do have a bit of a runway left. We're not in complete emergency crisis mode as far as, as, far as development funds. Um, you know, so we are better off. We are more fortunate than most that I have talked to um, in that regard, right? We will need to recapitalize um, at some point. Um, it, you know, it doesn't have to be right away, but once we make our decisions as far as which chain we're, we're focusing on, um, I'm going to plant our home on and, and sort of get clear, get clarity on that. We will have to recapitalize, but it's not an urgent, um, it's, it's not it's not an urgent need at the moment okay um yeah so that's um and and there will be with our new vision with our new model um there will be a new light paper coming out that lays all of this out and um kind of the nuts and bolts of it so we're you know we're, we're going to come out with a, a totally new light paper and um you know and all all of that fun stuff all right, that is everything that I have on my notes.
Um, I'm going to ask if um, if any of other other team members have anything they want to say or address first, and then we will open it up for questions. So if you guys have anything, Sencom or Bossa Nova, feel free. Uh, yeah, I can share a couple of words um, regarding our um, operations during the crash, if you want. Sure. All right. So um, as Sebastian said, we um, kept everything running until the very last block was minted. And uh, to be honest, the White Whale headquarters was really literally on fire. Uh, it was a really rough week um, watching all that stuff unfolding. But from a technical perspective, um, from our operation side, everything worked quite smoothly, even though, you know, Terra collapsed. But um, our bots, they were grinding like uh, an oiled machine. You know, they were doing uh, up to six successful trades in a single block. So um, we took our great care to developing um, that system and it, the system itself, it worked um, perfectly fine. And I think the Vault APR uh, went up to 12-ish percent of something. So um, yeah, that's positive. And to be honest, I was kind of worried that people were to withdraw their UST from the vault and we don't have enough funds to, to arbit back. But it, it turned out you, uh, you guys didn't withdraw anything and there, are still, uh, there still are millions in there. So um, thank you very much. And um, yeah, but there were also a couple of things that didn't quite work out. There was a lot of con congestion in the network. There were up to 9,000 transactions per block. This is, I think, unprecedented. Uh, so this doesn't ha hadn't didn't ha happen before in crypto. This is insane, and it only shows uh, how great the, um, the the blockchain technology itself, the technology like Tendermint and the Cosmos SDK worked. Imagine that kind of load on Terra uh, on on Ethereum. You would have thousands of dollars per transaction fee, and it worked um, insanely good on on Terra. Um, even though this was the greatest crash in crypto. So yeah, that's um, the tech work. That's that's great. Um, but yeah, personally, I'm also very excited about what Sebastian uh, said about the new orientation of White Whale. And personally, I also hope we can really excite you about that too. And uh, White Whale is really far from over. And I think we'll come out much stronger out of this, uh, even if he lost so much. So yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Bossa Nova, you have anything you want to say or should we go to questions? I don't have a lot of things to add. I just want to say I hope everyone is doing all right during these uh, rough times. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to open it up to questions. I will say this. We do know that people are hurting right now. There's a lot of emotions, um, right? We are going to require that any questions are respectful right and that are sort of even tempered um you know if you come up here and are hostile we will mute you and dismiss your question we we have to maintain order we are very sympathetic to everybody's situation like we said many of us personally including myself are in the exact same situation um but we we do need to um maintain decorum and um you know be be respectful here so um, that being said, if anybody has any questions, feel free to request. Go ahead, Julian. Julian, we can't hear you. Unmute and please speak. Oh, sorry, I was connecting. Um, yep. 
Yeah, thanks for hosting this, guys. Uh, what are your thoughts? I know that this is kind of all up in the air at the moment with White Whale. Um, but what are your thoughts on moving to a chain like what Kudir is doing, setting up their own chain and then looking more towards just uh, their own chain handling integrations to IBC and whatever they're going to be, uh, well, with Kujira liquidating it? Or would you consider yeah. like partnering with Kujira to launch on their chain or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So the, the short answer, yes, we have considered that um, starting our own chain. Um, we would be open to a partnership with Kajira too. Um, personally, as far as next steps go, um, there's there's not a compelling reason for us um, to start our own chain at this point. Um, there may be more in the future, um, but but right now we don't need to do that to fulfill our vision of. Um, arbing throughout the IBC. What we would need to do is um, deploy contracts on on every chain that we want to arb. So eventually, we will have contracts deployed, say on Juno, on Osmosis, right? Um, you know, Secret, and everywhere that we want to arb. Um, but we don't we don't need our own chain for that. Um, and and by the way, by deploying on multiple chains, um, that will decentralize our security risk. Uh, you know, and and prevent you know, something like this from happening in, in the future. Um, so that certainly is the plans, but, but if it, if it ever makes sense and it's compelling enough, um, we would be open, we would be open to, um, to starting our own chain. It just right now it's, there's not a compelling enough reason to. Fair enough. And what about launching on like the Kujir chain? Uh, just cause I've been in talks with the team over there quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and it would make sense considering they have a lot of um, kind of standby liquidity um, that are waiting for liquidations that could be right. used in the meantime to ARB, similar to how the building blocks worked on Terra. Yeah, um, it's not a terrible idea, to be honest with you. It's probably probably worth a conversation with them. Um, you know, right right now, we're, we're weighing all our options and we're putting all of our options on the table. So we're meeting with the other chains on, on the IBC, um, we're participating in the in the governance in the discussions retera too. Um, you know, I, I personally have thought about a partnership with Kachira and what that would look like. There's a lot of overlap. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of synergies between our two protocols. Um, you know, we have a good relationship with them, always have. So it's um it's not a bad idea. And um, you know, we should probably we should probably reach out and have a conversation. Great. Thanks for your time. Yep. All right. Um, Towel, go ahead. Hey, Sebastian, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Um, so I kind of wanted to switch it over to you. We're talking about going uh, across IBC. Now, you were we were able to conduct some ARBs before Luna uh, had this whole DPEG situation. We were able to conduct some IBC uh, ARBs before, right? Or, or am I mistaken on that? Yeah, um, actually, I'll let Zencom answer that, and he wants to say something anyways, so I'll let him take that one. Okay, thank Go you. ahead. Yep. Yeah, I just wanted to add to um, Julian that um, with all that IBC stuff, the boundaries between blockchains will vanish in the future. So um, as Sebastian said, we're going cross-chain. This means that we can somehow separate our new, new home where we do deploy our uh, the token the treasury you know the governments but our business can be focused where the most um opportunity is 
So right now, Terra is still the biggest chain in the Cosmos ecosystem. So probably will make sense um, to continue developing there. But if something crazy comes up on, I don't know, another chain, we can move parts of our business there. And um, yeah, we separate basically business and home. So um, yeah, that's to that. And Tao, can you repeat your question, please? Uh, yeah, sure thing. Um, Mike, I was trying to get to the point of like, we were able to do IBC arbitrage before, like cross-gen arbitrage. Um, so with the new renewed focus, um, like how far are we set back with this uh, redeploying on new Terra in, in terms of like getting back onto track and being competitive again with cross-gen arbitrage? So um, getting back on Terra, uh, that depends on a lot of factors. For example, when Terra will launch and um, they're also upgrading to a new version of Wasm. So we do have to make um, contract migrations that will all take some time. Um, we were discussing about keeping operations running on Terra Classic. Um, maybe Sebastian can tell you more about that. Um, regarding the cross-chain arbitrage, um, this is a very big problem to tackle and we're in, um, in conversation with industry leaders across the whole um, Cosmos ecosystem. Um, because it's really a very tough nut to crack with a lot of opportunity there. So um, this will probably take some time. Hey, Sencom, I, I think we lost you or you, you got muted somehow. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was finished anyway, so um, you can okay. continue. <clears throat> um, All right. Go ahead, go ahead, Tao. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was trying to go more get to the point of like, um, be, were we or were we not able to do cross chain arbitrage before already? Because I, I recall reading something about this in one of our posts. Yeah. That so so Sencom, he's asking about our osmosis arb trades. Basically, he's he's asking about the arbitrage that we've done um, on on osmosis and other chains previously. So and and you know I'll, I'll take that as best I can. So what what we're aiming for is much bigger than what we are currently doing. Basically, um, you know we were we were arbing on osmosis right in a dev environment in a test environment, um, and and we hadn't linked that back into our vault seamlessly yet. Okay, um, so it was being done independently of the vault. It was being done in a in a in a dev environment, right? Um, but we were we were working on the cross chain arb. Okay, so what we're talking about with the vision that we're talking about is essentially you deposit in one vault on one chain, right? And if it's on Terra 2.0 or if it's on Juno or whatever, wherever our vault is, you deposit there, and arbitrage is done on the back end um, seamlessly right throughout the entire ibc so it's a it's um it's a much bigger nut to crack right um yes we we were like i said it's always been on our roadmap and we were working towards it by starting to develop our bots and arbitrage these other ecosystems however building the bridges and the infrastructure to do cross-chain arb is a is a whole nother it's a whole nother thing okay thank you that that's kind of where i was trying to understand more yeah like where yep. we were before and where we are going now. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Sure. <clears throat> All right. Um, Ch Ch Chitani, I think, or uh, or I'm sorry, Dean. Why don't you, Dean? Why don't you ask your question? You there, Dean? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. 
I I just would like to know, you know, because I I have only withdrawn a portion of my UST. I mean, I, I don't quite understand how it's still alive and where it's going. Does anyone un understand what it's doing at this point? Because a couple days ago, couple days yeah. ago it was around point two pound, about twenty cents to the dollar, and now it's back down to six. And <laughs> I would love to cash out if I knew, you yeah. know, how to proceed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, obviously I can't give you financial advice. I was, if you, I don't know if you're referring to, um, if you have it in our vaults or if you're just holding UST, either way, I'll address both. So, um, if you have UST in our vault, there's no reason to keep it in our vault right now. It's not doing anything. The market module for Terra is turned off. Right. So, um, I would, mm -hmm. I would withdraw it from our UST vault. Um, just until like, cause we don't know who's, like if our UST vault is going to be subject to the whale cap for the new distribution for the airdrop. Um, so I would, I would recommend withdrawing from our UST vault. If you're in there, if you're holding UST Dean, um, you need to weigh the options of what, so basically everybody that's buying UST is speculating on um, either a payout from TFL or an airdrop for the new network, right? So these marginal UST buyers and why it's still trading at anything because the pegs, the pegs gone. It's not. It's there's no right. use for the right. stablecoin anymore. Um, right. So they're speculating on the, the airdrop, which they're in in the current governance proposal. There is an allocation for US for marginal UST buyers, right? And there's a lot of debate over it. Um, so current UST holders are speculating on. The, what they're going to get from the new network and from the airdrop, which again is all subject to this governance proposal passing and and those those types of things. So that that's the play. So you need to you need to weigh whether or not you want to cash out and get whatever they're they're taking for on the market now, or you want to hold out for the airdrop of the new network. But don't you don't you get that? I mean, you guys were going to take like a snapshot, right, of pre-attack and then like so post-attack. Right. So there's both. So there's pre-attack allocation. So there's there will be a snapshot for before um, the UST loss peg, and then there's uh, um, there's also be a snapshot at the launch of the new network. So that would include anyone that's holding UST um, up to this point. So there's both. Okay, so that new snapshot won't go live until the new Terra goes live. <laughs> That's right. The launch, the launch of the new chain. That's correct. Right. And you, do you have a, a date of that already, or no? Um, they have a block height. I I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I want to say May twenty seventh. Um, if that that rings a bell, but the, it's on the Gov proposal. I would check there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't quote me on that. Gotcha, gotcha. So you have to be you have to be holding to get to receive that post, uh, post screen, post attack airdrop. Yes, you you yeah. you need to be holding UST at that point. Correct. Mm, interesting. I see, I see. So all of that just from like two days ago that went like all the way back up to twenty, even twenty five cents to the dollar. I think it was. That's I was all true, all moved by speculation. Yeah, it's all speculation at the, this point. Yes, it's all speculation on, on what. <laughs> so nobody yeah. has any idea what it's going to do from here, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, at six right. cents on the dollar, it's, it's, it's so little. I guess we should just, you know, wait around. And, so there is no, like, uh, so this, I guess, does not get turned off at any, at any time. The UST. I'm sorry, say that again. 
the UST will not get like where basically because it was delisted temporarily, you know, on Binance and some others. So will it will it go away again? Like will it get turned off at some point or? Well, if it, I mean, the exchanges listed or delisted, that's up to the exchanges that it's trading right. on. As long as the validators are running um, Terra Classic, which is what it's mm-hmm. called now, that network called now, then right. there's there's UST on chain, right? Um, so, so that's what it is. All right, okay. we're gonna move. We're gonna move on, Dean. Um, okay, appreciate the, appreciate the time. Appreciate yeah. the time. Yeah. All right. Um, actually, we're going to go to to life life in D first, and then and then Chitani. Hey, Sebastian. Thanks for having me, man. I just wanted to start off just by saying I've always appreciated your transparency and honesty since the beginning of the White Whale project, which was primarily what made me bullish on what you guys were doing. So thanks Thank for you. that. Yep. Thank you. I'm really happy to hear that you guys are sticking around for you know in some shape or form um, going forward my question to you is more specifically related to your whale token um what's the future of that token i mean i i currently i have half of it staked still on your on your platform and the other is still on pylon yeah you know it like becomes available in three months I just, so that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. So um, uh, the the future of the whale token will largely be dependent on what steps are taken from here moving forward. Okay. Um. So we we need to decide. We need to figure out the the next step and the direction. So if we're going to say relaunch on the new fork Terra, right on on Terra 2.0 then there will be an airdrop, right? And there will be basically, um, you know, you will get new whale tokens based on your holdings of whale tokens. Now we still need to decide, we still need to make decisions and they will be community decisions on when the snapshots take place and, you know, basically who gets what. So, you know, and, and the idea is, Right? Do is it pre pre attack? Right? So you're everybody who is who is holding whale before a certain point before UST lost peg. Is it people who bought whale right after after the attack who tried to help us who tried to support us um, and protect the peg? Um, so that we'll, we'll need to have a community discussion, which will most likely flush out in our Discord um, as far as when the snapshot is right and who gets rewarded. My my initial thought is. We do a pre-attack um, snapshot. We we drop whale tokens, the same whale tokens to everybody that was holding them pre-attack. Um, but then we give something extra to those who either bought um, or stayed with us till the end, right? Who bought with us to the end, we, we do a special airdrop or something like that. Um, in regards to the pylon pools, right? Pylon opened up their, um, their vaults and they released all the UST. Um, however, they didn't release the lock tokens and it wasn't just for us. It was for several projects. So I do need to get with the pylon teams. These are not our contracts. These are pylon contracts. Um, I do need to get with, you know, talk to the pylon teams and see what they're doing with all those team tokens. Um, I would imagine that you're going to get, they're going to release the ones that you have already earned. So if you were in the 18 month pool, for example, you have already earned whatever it is, seven months worth of tokens or whatever it is, I'd imagine that they're going to release those, um, you know, but again, th- those are their contracts that, you know, we don't control them. 
um, and I need to I need to talk to them and see what their what their policy is going to be because um, we're not the only there's other teams there there's other projects there's other pylon pools so they uh, you know I would imagine they're going to do the same thing across the board um, but I need to I need to get with them I've just been so crazy busy this past week dealing with um, dealing with the rebuilders and the and all the politics and all the crazy stuff so, three months on their website. Uh, it's just they become available in three months in, in case you were wondering. Um, but just to go back to what you were saying about the whale tokens. So yeah. the whale token in its present form, yeah. that will that will be replaced with whatever you got whatever gets decided later on. Is is that, is that what is that what you're saying? Well sort of. So the whale token in its present form will continue to exist. So it's kind of like how Luna is going to become the current Luna in its present form is going to become Luna classic, right? right. So you can, you can say it as this whale will become whale classic. Now, that being said, um, I do think if, if the validators continue to run, um, you know, the Terra classic network, the network that's live right now, um, I think, we, you know, we would be more than willing and happy to continue running our original app right um and and whale classic token right and it could still arb right it could like if 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 there's tokens trading if there's liquidity on terra classic um we could still arb and we could still generate value for the whale classic token right on on this network that exists um okay. but again we we have to see you know that depends on the validators and and what the future holds right um so then there will be a new token a new whale token that's deployed on either Terra 2.0 or on a new chain if we decide to migrate to a new chain. Right, but I mean, well, given one-to-one? -one? Yeah, so so again, that's that's what will be decided by the community. My, my suggestion will be a one-to-one -one airdrop based on pre-attack, right? Um, right? And then something for the people who bought after the attack, right? Or, right. or held, held to the end. That, that would be my suggestion. Okay, so right now, just my last question. I have some whale tokens staked on your governance page. Is yeah. that doing anything, or I might as well just... It's, it's not doing anything right now. Our nodes are off, right? Our, our nodes are off. Um, so it's, it's not doing anything. You're not earning anything. And we should probably, we should probably clarify that on our front end. Um, so, it, you know, you're not earning any whale at the moment. If we turn, if we turn the engines back on, we will notify everybody. Um, okay. You know, but yeah, it's currently currently our our app is is turned off. Okay, so I might as well just unstake them and keep them in my wallet then. Yeah, th that's right. You might as well have them in your wallet. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm really happy to know that you're sticking around. That's Thank that's you. the point. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, Chitani, go ahead. Hi, thanks, Sebastian. Uh, I just wanted to understand that uh, what will be the role of this Terra Classic uh, after the launch of the new network, and also why the community after what uh, the community is saying for a burn, why the Terra governance is not going for that option. If you can tell me about that from your perspective, thank you. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I could. I could touch on that a little bit. So. Um, you know, I, one, I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. Like, I think we could do a fork, right. And move forward with a fork and continue to run Terra classic. Like I, like I was just talking about 
And honestly, I think somebody can implement a burn mechanism, you know, for, for the transaction fees or whatever. Somebody could could put in some kind of a burn mechanism for Luna Classic. Um, it seems to me that, you know, there there are you see a lot of people pushing a lot of grassroots people pushing on Twitter for a burn, um, a burn of, of Luna Classic. Um, everybody's vying for their own interests right now. That's what's happening, right? In the, you know, in the rebuilder discussions, and and, and that's that's fair, right? That's what everybody's going to do. It's a pile of wreckage and everybody's trying to salvage what they can and, and vie for their own interests. The people that want to burn are the people who scooped up millions of Luna, you know, for, you know, for fractions of pennies, right? And they want to get rich because if, if you know, if, if Luna... If they they reboot or they keep using um, the existing chain, right, and implement some sort of mass burn, um, and then all of their their millions of Luna tokens are worth a penny or or a dollar, whatever, and now they're millionaires, um, you know. So that's that's those voices. That's that's the hope there, right? Um, again, I think that I, I think that a fork. A fork gives a sense of a of, of a fresh start and a reboot without UST, um, you know, and it, it solves a lot of those. It, it it sort of solves a lot of those issues. Okay, um, but again, I think that they're not mutually exclusive, and it doesn't have to be one or another, right? There could be a, the, and and I hope so. I hope that I hope the um, Luna Classic chain continues to run. I hope the validators continue to produce blocks um, and run it. Like I said, we would we would run our app on it, right? And um, and I think if they did that, uh, uh, um, some sort of a burn mechanism would probably be necessary for, for Luna. So so we just have to see how it all shakes out. We just have to see how it all. Currently, there's no you know there's no official proposal or there's no sort of organized lobby um, that's pushing for the you know this the sort of let's all stay on let's all stay on terra classic and and try to rebuild on that network you know so there you you have to you have to kind of go with consensus as well right i'm only one voice um you know and and we, we have our interests we're trying to represent whales interests and the whale holders interest that's why when we saw um when doe's original proposal a few days ago um you know, and I saw that it only had four percent, right? Four and one for builders uh, allocation. That that wasn't acceptable to me, right? Like that was just far too low. Basically, the situation right now is um, there's a whole bunch of builders, there's a whole bunch of teams, and they all are on the fence, right? They're and they're all trying to decide whether or not to rebuild on Terra. Um, or to go to other chains, right? And we're talking about some of the best teams and builders in crypto, not just us. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we lobbied basically for more builder LO, right? And we got them to raise it. We got them to double it and raise it to 10. So again, you have all these different parties, you know, sort of vying for their interests, right? That's that's the current state of things, um, you know, and it's it's politics, you know, that's what's happening. And we also have a window of time, right? It's only, a, there's only so much time um, before everybody, you know, if nothing happens before everybody decides to just give up and, and go somewhere else. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how it all shakes out. It's been very interesting. Um, it's, it's been very exhausting, you know, um, but, but it seems like it's at least going somewhere. I mean, also, if you can uh, just guide me on what could be the perfect use of so much of the tokens and so much of the supplies of Luna Classic, 
because it, it at the moment it just looks like a meme coin or something like that which eventually it it is at the moment yeah so if, uh, i'm sorry can you ask the question one more time i didn't catch the first part i just uh, want to understand that what could be the perfect use case of so much of the supply of luna classic because yeah. obviously the new, new team will be developing the new token and all the use cases will be developed around the new token that is luna yeah so what, well, right like you yeah. said right now it's a meme coin and it's a meme coin with one hell of a history right um and and you know there is value there there is you know it's it's something right um i would say in order for, for there to be a solvent a sustainable model they would have to implement something where um you know luna in its current form on luna classic was used um for the transaction fees for the validators right and and was you know a portion of it was burned or something like that and they'd have to try to salvage a value prop um with some some kind of mo model similar to that but right now it's a meme coin you're absolutely right yeah all good thank you so much for your time yeah no problem all right um Kazgu. Kazgu, why don't you, you're up I'm trying to approve you as a speaker, Kazgu. For some reason, Twitter doesn't. Twitter doesn't like me. Anybody else? Uh, hold on. Here we go. Let's see if that works. Go ahead. No, no, Katie. Go ahead, sir. No, Kadima. No, Kadima. Go ahead. You're muted. No, Kadima. Un. You can unmute and um ask your question. All right. We're going to move on. Um, Wyatt, go ahead. Wyatt, go ahead, unmute, and ask your question. Hey, thanks. I was just wondering if you had any insight on what would have happened if the majority of USD had remained on chain. Um, yeah, I mean, we can speculate forever, right? We can, we can what if forever. I mean, as as I said in the beginning of the call you know the fact that it that it spread so much and the fact that there was so much liquidity on other chains especially on ethereum um and binance and and these places right then that, that those are all vectors then those all become vectors and those all become places that need to be protected right ideally at like with if we were to right just turning back the clock and if we could do it all over again um you know, in an organic growing ecosystem, if, if UST were to grow organically and, and we were to make decisions as a community, okay, now we want to we want to go add liquidity to the three pool, um, but let's have a plan in place, right, to protect the peg there. Let's get White Whale or somebody else set up there or something, you know, some sort of safeguards, safety rails on the place, uh, you know, on, on that chain um, before we do this, right? So, like, um, you know, we, we grew too fast, right? We grew too fast and we didn't sort of um, think about peg protection everywhere that it was spreading. Um, you know, we just, we just went for the growth and we went for the proliferation. If, if it was only, if the majority of liquidity was only on, on chain, who, it, who knows? It depends on how much liquidity. If there was $20 billion worth of liquidity on chain, right? Um, and most of it on anchor and there was cascading liquidations then we've still probably wouldn't have you know would have just been a drop in the bucket right i mean we're still we're 20 million trying to protect 20 billion um you know but i will say this it would have been a much the battle would have been much more um consolidated and clearly defined um and and you know 
other players would have run in to protect it, I think, and we would have had a fighting chance. Sure. You know, I think that it would have been it would have been a much different landscape if if most of the liquidity was just on was just on chain. That's fair to say. Yep. All right. Um, it's three o'clock now. We will take one more. We'll take two more of these two you you guys that are requested and then we will call it a day. Um, go ahead, Ray. Go ahead, Ray. Hello, Ray. Can you hear us? All right, go ahead, Massimo. Hi guys. Can you hear me properly? How you doing? Ah, hello, hello guys. I don't know if you can if you can hear me well. Uh anyway, I'll do yeah. one. Thank you. So I, I wanted to I wanted to thank you all. I think we've we've shown what it means to have a vision as white well as a community. We didn't budge, we 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 held on to the end and that's that's great. Thank you guys. Yeah. And yep, and absolutely. I have two questions. I have two questions for you guys. Uh and both uh um revolve around the, the idea of trust, right? Um I wanted to ask you if the builders and the validators still have trust in Do Kwon and in his vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second question is uh, if new investors might have trust in the new system, right? After what has yeah. happened, you know, people killing yeah. killing themselves over this. It's 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 right. insane. So thank yeah, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great question, to be honest with you, and a very important one. Um, I'll, I'll give my opinion on it. Um, obviously, if trust is something that's subjective and that everybody needs to make their own decisions on. Um, I think, you know, as far as the builder community, I think it's very much still up in the air and waiting to be seen. Um, there's no question that Do Kwan had, um, you know, had an, an ego, right? Um and a very big, very strong personality and didn't do us any favors, you know, just with the Twitter persona, um, you know, the, the whole it, half of Twitter was more than eager to, to, you know, to short Luna at the end and, and you know, dance on the grave and, and all of that stuff. So um, for me, the question is, is has has he been sufficiently humbled? Right. And um, I've had limited interaction with him since. I've just been, I haven't had any direct, but, you know, I've been in some smaller chats, um, you know, with him. Um, and I don't, I don't know that I know the answer for sure to that yet. Um, I, I don't know that he hasn't been, but I don't know that he has been. Um, if he has been, right, my opinion is that there's nobody on earth more qualified to build a decentralized currency than Do Kwan. He just learned a $50 billion lesson, right? And that's something that, that you can't be taught. Right. That that and that's that's something that's invaluable. Right. Um, so, you know, if if he comes out of this um, humbled and focused and with the right attitude, he can we he can he can regain my trust. Not not right away, not instantly. Right. Um, but, you know, he, he he can. And I think other builders probably the same as well. But we're all currently waiting to see. Um, sort of what the new Do Kwan looks like. I think investors too, to be honest with you, I think some, you know, it, it depends. Some investors will uh, will look at this and say, I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole. They crashed, they failed, you know, I, no way. And then others will, will look at it with the sense of, you know, all right, there's, you know, they've they've learned they've they've been through this you know we're as builders we're not just builders anymore we're battle-hardened builders 
right? We've learned lessons too, right? We've learned lessons about our model and what not to do. It was a very, very, very costly education that we all got over the last week, right? But, but will prove, will ultimately prove to be very valuable. So, um, you know, in regards to Doe, that that's what I could say. I, I I will say that it will depend on how he responds and how he comes out of this. Um, and you know, I'll say that that's still up in the air. That's still up in the air from what I've seen. All right. Um, yeah. Case, yeah. Yep. Yeah, case, sir, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I just I just thought. What about the new investors then? Yeah, do you think same, same, I mean same with new investors they're going to have to make up their own minds. I think some you know it'll probably cut it'll probably divide them with a knife. Some won't want to touch it, right? Some will be like nope, I'm out, I'm gone, got burned. Others would be like, you know what? If if Doe comes out of this humbled and um you know, I'm I'm willing to take a chance because you know, because he's he's learned he he knows better than anybody. In some ways he's more qualified than anybody on the planet to um to rebuild something with a decentralized currency you know so i think that i think some investors may look at it that way but again i'm speculating I'm, pray I'm, you have to pray that's all you know you pray for heaven and they send to you all the knowledge you needed you know all right we're going to go to kc now kc this will be the last question looks like he's connecting maybe having some connection issues Okay, guys. Um, okay, looks like we're we're having connection issues and whatnot. We're we're five minutes past, anyways. Uh, I don't know who's approving speakers still, um, but if you can stop approving speakers, well, Christian, did you have a did you have a question, Christian? Okay. All right. Um, we're going we're going to end it there. We're going to call it, we're going to call it there. Thank you all of us for joining and for hearing our perspective. Again, our our spirit, you know, our um, we, we're very optimistic as a team. Um, we're, we're, in a sense, thankful that this happened because it's forcing us um, to accelerate certain parts of our vision, to reassess our model, and to do a, a reboot, right? And to do a reboot and address things that were um, that we acknowledge were broken in our model. So um, we're excited about what the future holds, um, even though we don't know exactly what the next steps are. Um, and we want to thank you guys. You know, our our community, um, we really shined during the crisis. The white whale community um, really shined. We fought hard. We defend the peg. We defended the peg as best we could. Um, you know, we foresaw it, right? We foresaw this coming and we tried um, to prevent it. And even though we weren't able to, um, I think that we can all we can all hold our heads high and be proud of of um how we handled it so we will keep you guys posted as we make decisions um we will make announcements and we will see you again in another couple weeks everybody um thank you for joining and have a great day thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the ust postmortem plus the future of white whale recorded on friday may 20th 2022 for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening when we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect. 
with a dead man swagger Sitting in a little den envisioning in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Dan envisioning the middlemen Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the bird you gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Channel Spaces